Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. We're continuing in a series I've entitled Intentional, and the idea behind this series is how do we live more intentional lives to become more and more like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How do we walk out this life here on earth in a, in a, way, in a way that honors God in everything that we do? I want to be intentional. I don't want it just to live by happenstance. How many out there agree with me, right? Today I want to share on how we can be more intentional in hearing God. I believe it's one of the great challenges that we have today Because our lives are so cluttered with the distractions of our culture. Social media, entertainment, political unrest that we get. Technology has made our world really, really small. I mean, I can find out about news all around the world just through technology. I can find friends. How many of you guys have gone on Facebook uh, some of you who are older, who've lost your friends from grade school or junior high, and you go on Facebook, and you, you go, oh my gosh, I found that friend. And you see, I can't believe that. Technology has even kept us close with friends from long ago, which in the past we would have never had that opportunity. And so technology, some of the good things about it is wonderful, but it's also sometimes very, very difficult because it brings so much clutter into our lives. I believe we are living in a world where there's not a lot of quiet time, where there's constantly something going on. I mean, when I go outside and I look outside, there's people who are just kind of sitting around at times. You know, I've, I've sat there in a circle with people, and nine out of ten of us are on our phone. We're looking at something. Our minds are never quiet. And it starts, I start to wonder, how are we going to hear God if there's never a quiet time in our life to be able to hear God? To listen to God. Not to mention today's society makes fun of people who hear from God. You hear from God? I don't know if you remember Joy Behar a few years back made fun of Mike, uh, Vice President Mike Pence because he claimed he heard from God. And she goes, you know, it's one thing to pray to God, but it's another thing if you hear from, if Jesus speaks back to you, that's, that's mental illness. She apologized for her statement, but it really showed a heart of what the worldly values look like. They don't believe there is any connection to God. They don't believe that you can hear from God. Yet the Bible is crystal clear on this subject. That we can hear from God. I want to read some scriptures to you today. Just so it hopefully inspires your spirit. It says in John 10, 27. My, my sheep. Jesus' words. My sheep hear my voice and I know them. And they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. John eight forty seven. Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is because you're not of God. You don't have a relationship with God. you got to have a relationship to hear from God. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Jeremiah 33.3. And then Jesus' words, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. Throughout the Bible, we have scriptures that encourages us to hear The voice of God. We see that. How many of us are hearing the voice of God in our life? 
We have a world that tries to push away that thought, the idea that we can hear from God. And by the way, when I mention the idea of world, I'm not talking about the world that, uh, that Jesus said, for God so loved the world, because God loves people. I'm talking about the world that in 1 John 2.15 says, do not love the world or the things of the world. We're talking about the world's corrupt value system. When I say the world, I'm not talking about people because God loves people. But guess what? That corruption of the world system can get into us as well. Amen? It can happen. Many people love the world's treasures, the values, the beliefs of this world over God's kingdom and righteousness. And remember the words that Jesus said? Jesus said that we cannot serve both God and mammon. Meaning that we can't serve both God and worldly possessions or God and money. Nothing wrong with worldly possessions, nothing wrong with money, but we can't worship it. We worship God and God alone. That's our priority. We can never get those things backwards. We must choose what takes priority in our life. Which is why it's so important that we can hear from God. We need to understand what God values. We need to understand what God treasures. Do you know what God values in your life? Do you know what God treasures? If we're going to please God, we need to know that. So the next few minutes, I want to share how we can be more intentional in hearing the voice of God. Many of us pray and many of us read God's word. But I don't know if you've ever experienced those times in your life when you're praying, you're reading God's word, and you just don't feel like you're hearing from God. Those are those, we call them dry times. We call them, but I think there's times in our lives where maybe God is a little bit silent, but maybe there's times in our life that we have so much clutter in our life that God can't even get through to us. So how do we, how do we clear the clutter? How do we do those things? Why are we not hearing from God? Because I believe we haven't learned how to quiet the noise around us. I want to talk about that today. How do you quiet the noise that surrounds you? Um, I still listen to the radio in my car. I know a lot of the younger folks, they have, what, Spotify or all these different apps that they listen to their music and all these different things. I still listen to the radio. I still like, listen. how many listen to talk radio? Anybody listen to it? Yeah, okay. I still listen to talk radio. Love doing that. But then when I all of a sudden go through the car wash, what happens when I'm going through that car wash, all of a sudden I start losing reception and all of a sudden it starts getting staticky or maybe you're driving through a Starbucks or maybe you're driving through an In-N-Out drive-through and as you, walk, as you drive through there because of the little coverings, all of a sudden you start getting static on your radio. You can kind of still hear the voices but you can't understand what they're saying because there's too much static on the radio. And it reminds me how the devil or how the enemy uses the distractions of this world to keep us from hearing the voice of God. Social media is one of the biggest things. Can I just challenge you, parents? Don't put your kids on social media. Keep them off their phones. Keep them off their... Try your best to fight against that because it's not... It's not... How do I say it? You... We're, we're all of a sudden connecting to something that's not real. Be careful. Television, busyness, work, all these different things can become the static in our life that removes the clarity of God's voice from our life. How do we expect for us to be able to hear God's voice if we don't have any quiet time? How do we expect our kids to ever hear the voice of God if we put so many things 
in their life that they barely have time to think for a second. They have homework, they have sports, they have social media, they have all these. You know what, where's God in all that? My question I pose for us today is how do we clear up all that static so that we can hear from God? And this is a simple answer. It's one, it's just one thought for you today, and it's this. It happens when we start putting our trust in God. Let me explain. It will always be hard to hear from God if the voices of this world are louder than the voice of God. You can turn up God's voice in your life by putting greater trust in God. You can turn up God's voice in your life by putting greater trust in God. The volume control for God is trust. Well, you guys are, I, anybody, whoo, that is, wow. Pastor Tom, you are preaching so good here. Thank you, thank you, amen. I just need to encourage myself once in a while. I'm going to share it again. I want you to catch it. I don't think you got it yet, and I need you to get it, because we go through this world trying to live it in our own way, and I'm telling you right now, if you want to have a better connection to God, you got to put more trust to God instead of the trust in this world. If you put more trust in this world, guess what? You're going to hear the world louder in your ears than you're going to hear God, but if you put more trust in God, guess what? You're going to hear God all of a sudden louder in your ears than you will of the world. It's wherever you place your trust the most is where you're going to hear the most volume in your life. I want to turn up the dial for God, and the way I turn that dial up is, Lord, I'm going to put greater trust in you than anything else in my life. Whatever you trust most in life will always be your loudest voice. The Bible states in Proverbs 3, verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. That is a powerful verse if you understand that, guess what? The voice of God is going to be more clearer if I put greater trust in him. When you understand that thought, that verse, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your understanding. What, 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 the, word, what the word of God is trying to tell us, the more we trust him, it clears out all the static of our life. And all of a sudden we have a greater communication with God. Jeremiah 17 says, blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. Is God your hope and confidence? When the devil was tempting Jesus in the wilderness, he was using the worldly system to bring about the temptation. I I can't even imagine the thought of trying to tempt Jesus, but the devil did. And you read the account for yourself in Matthew chapter 4. And as you read the account, you find out that Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. And that is a challenging thought to me, that that, that the Holy Spirit... Jesus is baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan River. He comes out of the Jordan River. The dove, the Holy Spirit descends upon on Jesus and says, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. All of a sudden it says immediately, Jesus is escorted by the power of the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days where he's going to be tempted by the enemy. Why would the Holy Spirit, why would God send his son into temptation? Have you ever asked that question? Remember this thought. Temptation in and of itself is not a sin. It's when we surrender to temptation that sin takes place. Adam and Eve in the garden 
when they were tempted by the devil, there was no sin in that. The sin took place when they were disobedient to God and took and ate of the fruit that, Jesus, that God told them not to do. That's when the sin took place. Why would the Holy Spirit deliberately lead Jesus into temptation? And I believe it's to demonstrate to us, those who choose to follow Jesus, that we can also resist temptation of this world. That the same Holy Spirit that empowered Jesus for those 40 days in the wilderness is the same Holy Spirit that can empower you to say no to temptation. Anybody getting that? Jesus was tempted three times by Satan. And I want to share these three temptations. I think there can become strengths in our life if we understand how Jesus overcame those things. And I, I'm just going to let the secret out of the bag right now. It's by his trust in the Heavenly Father. Jesus was tempted three times by Satan. The first time Satan tempted Jesus was with the idea of turning stone into bread. Turning stone into bread. Now that doesn't sound like a lot of temptation. That doesn't sound like a big temptation. Pastor Tom, come on, really? To say no to a slice of bread, not a big deal, Pastor Tom. If you had been fasting for 40 days, and all of a sudden that dark wheat honey roll that, that, that comes out from out back, and it has that sweet butter that goes on top of it, that I can be stuffed full and I still cannot resist that because I'll just, oh my gosh, it's so good. It just kind of melts in your mouth. If Satan would have brought that out and said, hey, here you go. Man, you guys, you guys think, most of us think if we miss a meal, we're going to starve to death. You know what I'm saying? Jesus has been fasting for 40 days. It was a temptation. Turn, this, turn these stones into bread. Imagine having not eaten for 40 days. Jesus had the power to turn those stones into any bread he wanted. He could have turned them into the breadsticks at Olive Garden, you know, those long ones that are really, yes. Now we got somebody. Now there's some money connection. Or maybe that cornbread for bad of the bone with the honey butter on top of it. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Jesus could have turned it into anything. But Jesus responds to the temptations by declaring God's word to the devil. It is written, man shall not live on bread alone. But by every, catch this, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Are you hearing the word of God in your life? Because if you're not hearing the word of God, you're truly not living. Man, you guys partied too late last night, the Halloween parties or something. I don't know. Jesus chose to trust God's word over the devil's temptation. And there will be static that comes into your life in the form of desires. And we must learn to trust God over those desires that we might have in our life. And don't, by the way, the desires are not bad. God created those desires in our life. God created the desire of hungry, hunger for a purpose. I mean, even the desire for sex, guess what? That's a creation by God. It's created by God. It's not necessarily bad. He created both of those. But they become corrupt when they are used outside the boundaries of God's will. 
We cannot allow our desires to take priority over our obedience to God's word. If we do, then all of a sudden, the static in our lives will distract us from hearing and following God. In the second temptation, the devil took Jesus to a pinnacle in the holy city of Jerusalem. And he said, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. Meaning that if you throw yourself down, Jesus, from this high pinnacle, guess what? God will not let you be harmed. His angels are going to rescue you. That's what it says, I believe, in Psalms, that the angels will rescue you. Show me your power. Show it to me. This second temptation involved the devil wanting Jesus just to show off. He just wants Jesus to show off. There was no godly purpose behind his requests. It was only to see if Jesus would use his supernatural power out of pride. Pride is one of our greatest hindrances in hearing God's voice. Proverbs 16 states, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit goes before a fall. See, it's interesting. And I'm just sharing some truths for us today so that we can understand how do we hear God's word in my life better. It's interesting. Pride all of a sudden can make our voice the loudest voice in my mind. It can become the loudest voice in my mind. Let me give you an example. Whenever you have a, a, a situation, an offense, someone comes to you and hurts you, and all of a sudden you feel like someone's attacking you. They might not be, but you feel like they're attacking you. What comes up in your life? It's pride. And all of a sudden, what voice becomes the loudest voice in your mind? Your voice. Why, they shouldn't have done that. How dare them? Do they not know who I am? What is the, and we start having all these thoughts, and it becomes a loud voice because pride all of a sudden takes the number one a position in our life. Anybody experience pride in your life? Come on. Be honest. Yeah. All of a sudden it comes up, and you go like, whoa. All of a sudden, pride becomes our strength instead of God. It's why the Bible states God opposes the proud but gives grace or favor to the humble. It's when we have dealt with pride in our life, it becomes a struggle. And all of a sudden, the static of life becomes louder and louder instead of the voice of God. Think about all the voices that you've tuned out and how your voice becomes the loudest. And let me share what I'm thinking about in this, as far as what happens. You can't hear your spouse's voice anymore. You can't hear your parents' voice, your child's voice. You can't hear God's voice because pride has brought all this static into your mind. Pride has turned up the volume of your voice to be the loudest because you trust, and I want you to catch this, because you trust in yourself more than God. How did Jesus respond to that second temptation that Satan posed to him? Once again, Jesus quoted the word, you shall not put the Lord your God to a test. And it's amazing to see that even the Son of God surrendered to the will of the Heavenly Father. He wasn't going to surrender to the devil's desire, but he was chose, Jesus chose, he said, I'm going to surrender to the will of my Heavenly Father. Remember, the mission for Jesus was to become our Savior. This, happening, this happened because, by becoming the sacrifice for our sins. Think about that. I want you to think about what Jesus said no. He said no, no, no. He put his pride down. Paul writes in Philippians 2.8, he says, And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even 
death on a cross. I share that because our Lord and Savior Jesus was the most humbled person you would ever meet. He had put his pride down. The cross was one of the worst ways to die. It was, it was actually reserved for the worst of all criminals. It was, it was seen as a horrific act. It was seen as a humiliating act for the worst of criminals to die on the cross. And yet Jesus, for you and for me, because of his love for you and for me, he put down all pride. And he was willing to be spat upon. He was willing to be ridiculed, beaten. And he went to the cross and died on the cross for you and for me. He didn't have to. He did it because he loved us. But pride could have gotten in his way, right? Pride could have stepped in and stopped him from doing what God was calling him to do. What pride in your life is stopping you from doing what God is calling you to do? That's what I think about sometimes in my own life. What pride in me, God, is holding me back from all that you have? What pride in me is keeping me from hearing your word in my life? In the third temptation, the devil took Jesus to a very high mountain. If you remember this, he shows them the kingdoms of the world. And the devil told Jesus, if you bow down and worship me, I will give it to you. I'll give it all to you. If you just bow down and worship me. And it's kind of hard to understand, how could this really be a temptation for Jesus? I mean, he's the son of the heavenly father. How, how in the world can this be a temptation for Jesus? But remember, at this time, because of sin, Satan had control over the kingdoms of this world. The devil had control over the kingdoms of this world because of sin. So why would this be a temptation to Jesus? Remember, Jesus came to take back control of this world. Satan offered Jesus control. I want you to catch this. Satan was offering Jesus control without the suffering of the cross. Interesting thought. Yet Jesus knew for him to go that route, for him to go that direction, it would require him to worship Satan instead of his heavenly father. And that wasn't an option. For Jesus. Jesus responded to the devil. He says, be gone, Satan. And I love that. Just be gone. Just get out of my face. Some of you need to say, be gone, Satan, in your life. Okay? Some of you just need to speak to the devil. Not, not waiting for a response back. Just speak to the devil. Be gone. Get out of my life. Be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Two things that we need to recognize here. First is this. Jesus acknowledged that only God was worthy of worship. You, if you want to hear more of God in your life, you need to acknowledge in your life that only God is the one I'm going to worship. When you, put, when you acknowledge God is my only one I'm going to worship, what it's, what it's really saying is I'm putting all my trust in my Heavenly Father. And you're opening up the communication lines between you and your Heavenly Father because you're putting your trust in Him. You're turning up the volume. Second, Jesus didn't allow the temptation of the easy way out to lure him away from God's plan. Jesus could have said, oh man, this sounds like a really good deal. I can have the, the rule of the kingdoms of this world without going to the cross. But he knew it wasn't part of God's plan. and He didn't choose the easy way out in his life. Many times we look for the quick fixes in life. We don't want to, just, we don't want to go through the pain that it takes to follow Jesus. 
What did Jesus tell us to do? What did Jesus say? He says, take up your cross and follow me. And what Jesus was really saying is that life is not always going to be easy. When you're following Christ, it's not always going to be easy. Sometimes it's going to be difficult, but that's okay. It's okay. I've given my power, my Holy Spirit to you. I will help you. I will be your comfort. Just follow after me. We need to be more intentional and listen to God's direction and not our own selfish desires. Don't be tempted to take the easy way out. We must surrender to God's will. Jesus said, and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? And I think we all need to ask that question. Is there anything worth more than my soul? Is there anything worth more than knowing that my life will one day live for all eternity in the kingdom of heaven with God? Is there anything worth more than that? No. And, and it's so important that I understand that because that puts my greater trust in a different kingdom than in this kingdom. I'm transferring my trust completely over to God and all of a sudden it changes the perspective. Jesus had the ability to clear out all the other static of life and hear the voice of the Father. What gave him Jesus this ability? We go back to the very beginning of my message I started sharing. Jesus, first and foremost, put his trust in his Heavenly Father. I want to just kind of close on this thought. I'm going to kind of flip it here for just a second. Because I think I need, I'm trying to get this in to our spirit in a greater way. If any of you have ever had a crisis in your life, if maybe... I had cancer a while back, that it was a real struggle for me. Leonardo over there was sharing with me yesterday. Leonardo, raise your hand. Leonardo and Vanessa, uh, they are great people. Uh, Vanessa and Leonardo helped in just taking the care of the facilities of this church. And Leonardo went through cancer and three years of chemo, four years of chemo, bone marrow transplant crazy stuff that he went through in his life and I don't know why God has just asked I just feel like God is, wants me to share this but is that okay Leonardo he crazy things if you get a chance to hear his testimony I want to have him share his testimony at men's breakfast coming up but he was sharing with me that uh, the other night he has hip problems because of all the chemo that he took and it's damaged his hip and he's had he's in a lot of pain and he said the other night he was sleeping in bed and he said through the night uh, Vanessa turned and she just started rubbing his hip and rubbing his leg and he said it felt so good. And he just said, and in the morning he just, he had no pain. He couldn't believe it. He's like, wow. He turns to Vanessa and says, man, Vanessa, thank you so much for rubbing my leg. It felt so good. She goes, I didn't rub you. I didn't touch you. We'll talk about that later because you need to touch it all more. <laughs> I didn't rub you. I didn't touch you. Leonardo experienced a touch of God. He walks without pain. Still has a limp, but we're praying for that. That's going to go away in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm not sure exactly why I shared that. I just want you to know that there's miracles that can happen with God. It doesn't ever happen, though, until we start putting our trust in God. When I had cancer, and when I didn't know what was going to happen, and it took everything out of my control, 
because I didn't have control. You know what happened in my life? It just naturally happened to me is I shifted my trust from self because you just can't do anything with it. You're just out of, and I shifted my trust to God. You know, during that time, I heard from God more clear than ever before. Why? I believe because everything shifted from me to him. And it opened up. It just cleared out all the static. It cleared out everything that wasn't that important. When you're facing life and death, all of a sudden everything else just kind of clears out of the way. And all of a sudden you have this great communication with God. What happens if we choose to live that way each and every day? Where I say, God, I'm going to put my trust in you and first alone. Only in you. That's my trust. Everything else is great. I, I get it. But God, my trust is in you. I, yeah, I have retirement accounts. I have a house. That's great. But my trust is in you, God. Because I know in a moment that can all be taken away. And what do I have left? I only have my relationship with God, my faith in Him, my trust in Him. If you want to hear God more in your life, I want to challenge you to put greater trust in Him than anything else in your life. And you watch what will take place. He will open up the communication lines of your, the communication lines of your life. All of a sudden, the Word of God will jump off the page to you. You're reading Oh my gosh, I've never seen that before. Have you ever done that? You read something, you go like, I've read the Bible so many. Where did that come from? Who, who, who printed the Bible news? Someone added this to the. You just haven't seen it because there's so much static, so much clutter. You just miss it. All of a sudden, our prayers become more intentional. And there's just this wonderful feeling that we're connecting to God like never before. Because of our trust in Him. Jesus trusted his heavenly father, even to the point of death, for you and for me. We need to have a greater trust in God if we really want to hear from God. And we need to hear from God because it is his word that brings life into our lives. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that your word does not return void. We thank you that you are powerful, you're effective. And today I just pray for this body of believers, Lord God, that we would put greater trust in you than in anything else in our life. That, Lord, we will surrender all those things that we might have faith in. God, I pray we don't put faith in those things, that our faith is in you only. That, God, we worship only you and you alone, nothing else. That, Lord the clutter of life will start to clear up more and more as we put our trust in you. And then we start hearing your word in such a way that it starts changing us from the inside out. I pray, Lord God, that that will take effect in each one of our lives today. With head bows, eyes closed for just a minute. If you've been having, and I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna point you out, I just, but I feel like it's just so important for us to respond to God's word today. And for some of you today, maybe you're just not hearing from God. It feels like, man, you haven't had a fresh moment in years, and, and you've just been struggling with that. And you say, Pastor Tom, I need to put a greater trust in, in God. I need to surrender my life to God in a new and a fresh way. I need to put my trust in Him because I need to hear from God. And if that's you today, with your head bowed, eyes closed, just raise your hand real high and just say, Pastor Tom, that's me, that's me, that's me. I see those hands all over this place. Lord, you see the hands. And God, I pray that you give us the strength this week that we can just slow down, that we go, God, can 
intentionally put our trust in you in a greater way than ever before. So Lord, all of a sudden, we are hearing from you in a greater way. Lord, you see the hands and the hearts that are lifted towards you. Lord, we love you, we honor you, we worship you and you alone today, God. I pray, Lord God, you would move on the hearts of each and every person here today. In Jesus' wonderful name. And everyone said? Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.